Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. That's right. This episode, we talk all about Spider-Man, including our favorites of all the Spider-Men, what we like about the No Way Home teaser, and how many villains is too many villains. All this and more, thwip thwip, on this episode of Krypton 2 Alderaan. to Alderaan. Listen to this podcast and your journey to the dark side will be complete. <laughs> I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover. Isn't that a song? <laughs> I'm catering it to my Twitter handle. And with me is Royish Good Looks. Hello, podcast. Robin needs a new nickname. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Dr. Lorelei. Hello. And we're your friendly neighborhood podcast that talks all about nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. If you'd like to get in touch with us, reach out with your feelings. We're on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Krypton 2 Alderon. And we're on YouTube. Wow. So subscribe and smash that. I'm sorry. Respectfully interact with our like button. <laughs> it's the gin. Um, <laughs> I told you it was strong. <laughs> also... It would really be a huge help to the show if anyone listening could leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Every podcast says that because it's true. So it's very easy, just like five stars in a sentence. Super duper easy. And one last thing, listeners, we love each and every one of you. And we love each and every one of you equally. And if we had more listeners, we would still love you all just as much. So if you could please share our podcast however you'd like, with friends, on social media, in any way you can. That would be really great, and we would really appreciate it. And that's that. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. How y'all doing? Hi. Royce, what's going on? This week, I am into, and maybe not even just this week, maybe for all weeks to come, I am into this podcast called The Soundtrack Show. And it's by this guy that does sound design for Star Wars. It's freaking awesome. So we did a whole episode talking about Star Wars music and this guy, David W. Collins and the soundtrack show blow anyone's analysis of Star Wars music out of the water. He literally sits down and it's like every movie of Star Wars, A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. And he has like three or four part episodes for every single one. Incredible trivia about the music theory placement of things in the movies, stuff they deleted that was in a scene, but then they replaced it with other stuff. The dude has like, it's crazy trivia knowledge that he has about soundtracks. Not just Star Wars, but Jaws, Lord of the Rings. I have yet to get to these episodes. They're like 45 minutes each, so they're pretty hefty. It's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> nice. So have you only listened to the Star Wars ones? He did a couple episodes that were like, here's how to think about music, even if you're not a musician. And yeah. he kind of like breaks down a couple of concepts. And then he did an episode about Super Mario, which is also really interesting. And so I heard that one. I heard A New Hope and Empire. I'm going to do Return of the Jedi next. Uh, but yeah, I haven't heard any of the other non-Star Wars or non-Super Mario episodes. But he's really captivating. Even if you're not like a music nerd, he explains everything under the guise of like, you know, the average fan. So it's awesome. You, ha you got to check it out. What's it called again? The Soundtrack Show. And what's this guy's like backstory? What's his, uh, what are his credentials? I'm going to need to see a CV. <laughs> He's a sound designer. So he did the sound for Republic Commando and like Star Wars Bounty Hunter and oh, you should see Joey's face right now. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen his mouth get any wider. I just started playing Republic Commando and tweeted a very funny tweet about it. So I guess he uses a, <laughs> lot, of, a lot of Republic Commando sound effects in The Bad Batch. Oh. And he's just like, he's just a music Star Wars nerd. And nice. I, I guess he's done a ton of other projects. I can't name them all, but it seems like most of them are Star Wars related. He used to work for Lucasfilm 
or LucasArts. And now he's in the whole, you know, new Star Wars family. Oh, nice. So he actually continues to do sound stuff for Lucasfilm and yeah. Disney. And, and stuff. I think he is also doing or did uh, Vis- Visions, the, yeah. that upcoming Star Wars thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's cool. He's very cool. Nice. That's great. 10 out of 10 will listen. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Uh, Robin, <laughs> what do you got going on? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Royce, leave that in. Uh, I mean, my big thing this week is I discovered that 30 Rock is back on Netflix after however long. <laughs> it was on Netflix. I used to just put it on in the background and have it as my comfort background noise. And then they took it off and then it was on Hulu and I assumed it was going to Peacock, which I am not ever going to pay for. But now it's back on Netflix. So I watched a bunch of 30 Rock this week and I'm happy to report it stands up. (laughs) It is still just as hilarious as the first time I saw it. Royce disagrees, but that's okay. (laughs) I have never, ever seen an episode. I think I've seen a couple. It's so good. I've heard it's really good. Is that your favorite of all sitcoms? Is that considered a sitcom? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That's definitely like my top three. Well, because I know you like time. The Office and uh, Friends. Friends and what's the other? Parks and Rec. I would do like The Munsters, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec as like top three TV shows of all time. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe we should have, should we do a like favorite TV show episode of this, mm. of our podcast? Yeah. That sounds good. Huh. Oh, let me write that down. (laughs) That's for audio effect. Good job. Thanks. Lorelai. Hi, Joey. It's been a hard binge of Love Island for the most part. That's not where I thought you were going to go. And Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, both. We've been alternating because at a certain point, like, I think we went a little too hard on Doctor Who. I like. I just we can't. are not. We're not the problem. It's yeah. It's <laughs> we are not the problem. It's so. It's just. It's sad. It, it's so so sad because I love that show. I love Doctor Who. I have never turned off an episode of Doctor Who until Capaldi and Steve Moffat, who's who was who's writing a lot of it yeah. during this time. And I've turned off two episodes. Yeah. And the second episode I turned off, I gave the controllers to Lorelai and I said, just put on Love Island. Like I would have rather watched Love Island. You know how bad it was. It's so, there's, I mean, oh, I, I don't, you know what? That was a bad episode. It didn't make any sense. There's been a lot of bad episodes. Um, but anyway, we're also watching Love Island, yeah. which is always good. Incorrect. <laughs> I think Joey's like addicted now, though. Like mm, he saw too much. Yeah, he's like invested, and he knows all their names. I do, or know, at least uh-huh. knows what they look like. So if I've watched, and then he's gonna watch one with me, he's like, "But what happened?" I'm like, "Oh, well. I'm very, <laughs> I am very curious. I hate it, and I really don't like. I really dislike the people, and I really dislike anyone who would ever be on the show." <laughs> I don't think any of them are likable. You know what? All the normal people leave very quickly. Yeah. They're all like supermodels who stand around and and say, you know, the most important thing to me is personality. And then it's like, fuck off. (laughs) They're not catering to you. They want people that like the petty, you know, issues and drama, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people. You are, you're like in a different, maybe not a minority, but a different sect of viewer. Yeah, not, not for you. Where's all the superpowers at? Am I right? <laughs> I do think that it does how those people like think and act about their relationships. It is something that's like very real in the world. Like it's just crunched in time. It's real in the world to certain people the yeah. way most of them react. But a it's lot of also, it is like rooted in the same things, that the same problems as everyone has. It's like rooted in insecurity or rooted in like, you it's know. It's human nature. It's all human nature on display. Very hard time You've never made a mistake in a relationship? Yeah, almost all of them, <laughs> including right now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it 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 is super compressed in time. So like 
someone will break up with someone or part of the couple will go home and the other person will be super upset for what actually equates to five minutes. And then it's hard to understand that because we're used to watching TV not in real time. Mm -hmm. So I think what I tried to like justify it is like, oh, they had a lot of time to process it. So now they've moved on to the next person. But it's actually only been like an hour. Yeah. So anyway, we could go on and on about Love Island. Maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe I'll make this a Love Island podcast. <laughs> I think that... I the think determination? That Dude, you look so determined right now. You're like, yeah, I'm getting you, a domain name right now. <laughs> <laughs> you could have this space to podcast. We know the perfect person for you to podcast with about Love Island. So... But I don't want any part of it. You could use this whole thing and okay. just podcast with Rachel. Okay. And uh, have your Love Island podcast. Amazing. Yeah, I think we'd be good at yeah. it. And I'll watch Amphibia in the background while you're podcasting. Give me a chance to watch it. <laughs> Robin, have you watched the second season of Amphibia? I don't know what season is what. I watch it when it's on TV. I watched a bunch of it last night. So nice. I'm assuming I've seen the parts of the second season, but I don't know what's what. <laughs> I love it, and I love Owl House. But that's not what I'm into. Is it my turn now? What are you into, Joey? Thanks, Royce. I am into Star Wars. Specifically... What? What? I I just finished The Rising Storm, a High Republic novel by Caven Scott. And uh, it's very, very good. As I've said, the High Republic continues to not disappoint. But specifically, I wanted to bring this up Because as we've talked about before, I put a lot of pressure on pop culture to sort of do the right thing and send the right messages when it comes to a lot of stuff. One of those things is mental health. And something incredible that happens in The Rising Storm that I think is very important, I think it's one of the greatest moments I've experienced in Star Wars. One of the healthiest moments, for sure. There is a character, I'll try to be vague enough so it's not spoilery. There is a character who briefly taps into the dark side. And it's a good character. He briefly taps into the dark side. And the immediate thought afterwards is, I need help. I need to tell my friends and they can help me. There's no bullshit like keep it a secret drama. No one will understand type stuff. I shouldn't say bullshit. I understand that like obviously that way of thinking and you're afraid to let people know and be vulnerable and be honest and stuff. but. It's a very healthy moment, and he thinks about it, and it's written in a very healthy way, and then there's no consideration that his friends would even... There's only the consideration that his friends would help, and then he does tell his friends, and they're there for him, and they understand, and they're like, we'll get through this together, and all this beautiful, wonderful stuff, and it's very healthy, and it's a great moment, and... Read The Rising Storm, read The High Republic. It's really, really good stuff. Cool. That's what we've been into. Is that your line, Royce? No, I, you, can, you can have that line. <laughs> okay, on to the next thing. This episode, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Specifically, I'd like, to, I'd like us to get into some of the stuff in the teaser trailer. We've had just a little bit of a uh, of, uh, sight of the next movie, and we have no business talking about it as much as we're gonna, but we're gonna. So, first I'm gonna go to Lorelei, mm. which has backfired on me in the past, but mm-hmm. we're gonna go with sure it. Sure has. <laughs> what Spider-Man have you seen? Like, <laughs> how familiar, which ones? I've seen the Tobey Maguire. I think all there's three of them. Yes. I think I've seen all three. Okay. Not positive I've seen all three. <laughs> it would have been when they came out, which uh-huh. was... Early 2000s. Yeah. So I don't really remember. Didn't see the in-between ones, whoever that guy was. Andrew Garfield? Yeah. How many of those were there? Two. Two. Okay, so I missed those. Okay. And I've seen Into the Spider-Verse. Uh-huh. And I've seen the new ones with What's-His-Face. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Okay, so you've seen Civil War and... Homecoming and Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think that is all. That's all of them. Mm-hmm. No. Well, Avengers. Yeah. I've okay. seen all the MCU ones. Right. Got it. No cartoons. Not a one. All right. Hmm. I think we had a video game when I was a kid. A computer game. Oh, <laughs> a computer. A computer game. game? A computer <laughs> game of Spider-Man. 
okay. I think it was the Tobey Maguire one because I remember his voice being in it. Right. So there you go. That's good. That's more than I thought. I was expecting you to have not seen any of the ones pre-Tom Holland. She's making a face for no reason. Um, for a lot of reasons. Royce, where did you start? I'm glad you mentioned cartoons because, yeah, that's I wrote that in my notes. Like, classic 90s nostalgia Spider-Man cartoon. Like, Sunday mornings? Yeah, man. Nine, there's so many good 90s cartoons. We should do an episode about that. Whoa. All right. Writing it down. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and, yeah, so I... I don't, I'm not like a connoisseur of Spider-Man, but I watched it a lot as a kid. I have good memories of it. I don't have all the trivia, but yeah, similar with Lorelai, I've seen all of the uh, Tobey Maguire ones and I haven't, I've seen bits and pieces of the Andrew Garfield ones. I might've seen the first one start to finish. Don't have a huge recollection of it or like an attachment at all to it. I don't think I saw the second one. If I did, it was just bits and pieces. And then, yeah, I've seen all the MCU ones. I think that's all the Spider-Man. Was there any other cartoon for Spider-Man? Oh, in, there's in been the a 90s bunch. One? I can't really recall any that I was into. Uh, you'd probably recall me watching it in college because you sang the theme song all the time to Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spectacular. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 I liked that one a lot. But you know what? It's not my turn. It's Robin's. <sighs> so I've seen all of them except for the... Toby Maguire ones, which I don't think huh. I will ever watch. You haven't seen like bits and pieces though? Like you I'm just never. I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces on TV, but I've, anytime it's on, I'm always like, nope, something else, anything else. Right. They just look very terrible and I want to Wow. Watch so that's them. interesting. <laughs> I think that might come up later uh, in our that's conversation. That's not why you didn't see them though, right? You just didn't see them because you didn't see them for. Well, I didn't see them because I didn't care because I don't particularly care for Toby Maguire and uh, they looked bad. Got so. It. So in the early 2000s when they were coming out, were you seeing other superheroes? Like, were you going to see X-Men and stuff? Or were you just not on the uh, no. whatever? We need to bring Robin into the pre-MCU comic book movies because she hasn't seen the the first X-Men's and she hasn't seen the first Spider-Men's. And I well, think that... they also they the first X-Men also look very terrible. I've yep. seen the good X-Men movies. <laughs> well, the good ones <laughs> also get bad. <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's it's worth pursuing though because it's a different era of comic book movie. Maybe this is a different podcast episode, but like this I is- like the pre MCU stuff. But that was before they figured out how to make a good superhero sure. movie. Sure. So I'd see their commercials and be like, "Wow, that was like stupid." That's what I'm makes them interesting, those. though. Eh. It is interesting to watch the evolution, and then yeah, we should do a pre post MCU. Hold on. <laughs> this is gonna be your new thing. <laughs> well, Spider Man was waka one of the <laughs> Spider Man was one of the first like big comic book movies. It was like Spider Man and X Men yeah. in like yeah. two thousand one or two thousand two. Yep, they yeah. broke the ice. So whether you think they look good or not, they kind of set the stage. I just remember being disappointed seeing the commercials for the X Men and the Spider Man movies because I never mm. watched like the cartoons or anything, but I liked. Spider-Man just as like a existing character and I watched the X-Men cartoons as a kid so I was excited they were making a movie and then I saw the trailer and was like nope huh so you liked Spider-Man before then so what was your like real introduction to Spider-Man do you have recollection of that no I think I just in general was aware of Spider-Man as a character and always thought it seemed like a really cool character Mm -hmm. but I didn't read like the comics or watch the cartoons or anything like that I think I tried to watch the cartoons and I wasn't into them. Another cartoon, Spider-Man Unlimited, where he goes to a different Earth. Hmm. That hmm. was a good one. Very short-lived, though. Anyway, interesting. Okay, hmm. so Robin hasn't seen the Tobey Maguire ones, which I think is going to come up in this next movie, but we'll talk about that. I want to interject two interesting factoids before you yeah. move on. Go ahead. One being Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man have no subtitle in the like title of the movie. Mm-hmm. Is subtitle the correct word? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's just Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man and that's it. There's yeah. no, it doesn't have a cool secondary title. And I think well, that's because it was the first ones, right? Yeah. I guess they were okay with it just being a number. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But the MCU didn't really start doing that either yeah. until... Iron Man, Spider-Man? right? Did Iron Man have? No, it was just Iron Man 2 and 3. Yeah. 
And then we got like Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man. Well, it's so like, end. oh, wait, we don't have to use numbers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's another so. interesting transition. And I would argue that the new Spider-Man uh, titles are great. Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. It's like, it's cool. I like that. It's on like the mm-hmm. level of Star Wars where there's like a theme to it and it makes sense, kind of defines yeah. the movies. And then my second factoid, there has been a Spider-Man appearance in cinema for the last five years in a row, excluding 2020. Hmm. Civil War, Homecoming, and yada, yada, yada. He's been in a movie every summer for the last five years. I think that's pretty cool. It is very cool. Maybe I'm going to pounce on that point instead of like going through my history with Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I've seen everything, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing about him being such a presence now as you just said he's just one of the greats the thing that like attracted me most to spider-man as a kid as a like little scrawny nerdy kid (laughs) right so the thing that attracted me to spider-man was like he was this little scrawny nerdy kid that just happened to have superpowers right that's that's the way it was when i was that that's the spider-man i knew when i was growing up it is in part, why I don't really appreciate the Andrew Garfield movies to the full extent, because he's like cool skateboarding Peter Parker. And like Peter Parker always had powers. He always did the right thing with them, apart from one time, which taught him a lesson. But his life wasn't always great. You know, he wasn't some rich playboy who had powers and just did whatever he wanted to all the time. He went to school, he had money problems, he had girlfriend problems. He was like an everyday person who just happened to also have superpowers. Yeah. And I loved the relatability of that. And like, I just, everyone wanted to be Peter Parker in my mind. Maybe that's just because I wanted it so badly, but there was just that. I mean, he was just like the Superman for everyone. So yeah, I love Peter Parker and I loved Spider-Man. And it started with the 90s cartoon for me. I loved that show. To this day, it's got the best Venom arc ever of anything ever. I mean, I don't keep up with the comic books now. I've, I've read some of the Venom stuff, but man, that 90s cartoon was good. Here's another question for y'all. Does Spider-Man have the best theme song? Royce, you're the, you're the theme song guy. What do you think? Is he got the best? So he's the one that you could definitely like sing because he's got his name in the theme song. Maybe <laughs> that's just that. Is that just from the cartoon that they actually sing Spider Man? Spider Man. Well, that's like that Aerosmith weird version, radioactive like <laughs> Spider Man, <laughs> which is like a take on the original. But so we've got that against the X Men theme against. Ooh the animated Superman theme and the animated Batman team, but you also had like the 60s Batman theme, which was like, you know, we all know it, right? So I think Spider-Man had the best theme. Hmm. Every time I hear it, I think about the scene from the Simpsons movie with Spider-Pig. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Has been term- turned a little like Mimi, and it is kind of like a yeah. corny, corny theme, but it is iconic. I will give you that. I don't know about the best, but it's iconic. Spider pig, spider yeah. pig. Sorry. Does whatever a spider pig does. I'll also say this just real quick. Um, <laughs> I was I was super into the 90s cartoon right when I started to get into comic books. Like a friend of the family, we were out somewhere and she bought me a Spider-Man comic book. And that was like my introduction into Spider-Man comic books. And I was a kid, like preteen. And... I haven't read that much Spider-Man comic books, but of the ones that I have read, the one that she bought me that day is the darkest. It like I don't even remember it being a Spider-Man story. It was a Cletus Cassidy Carnage story, and he just straight up murders police in it, like in the first few pages from my recollection. Anyway, so that was my introduction into Spider-Man comic books. Just Carnage, who we'll see in a movie coming up, just going ballistic and, I mean... Lorelai, are you familiar with Carnage? Nope. He is a Spider-Man villain. A symbiote from outer space comes and attaches itself to serial killer, psycho, Cletus Cassidy, and they create a villain Carnage. called Carnage who has a little bit of familiar, Spider-Man powers. Actually. Why would I know that? Probably because we watched Venom together. Oh, yes. Anyway, so 
we're gonna make this we're gonna make this a little bit of a Spider-Man round table. So of the ones you've seen, who is your favorite? I mean, I'm going to say Tom Holland because I think he's done the best job. Yes, that's great. <laughs> However, had you asked me before Tom Holland, I would have picked Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I thought that that was going to be your answer. <laughs> I know. I think I think Tom Holland's just done a better job because he is a little bit dorkier and just constantly seems like he's embarrassed and frustrated with his life. So I think he's just done a better job with it. Yeah, and he's young. Like, they cast it correctly. Like, correctly based on my knowledge of Peter Parker and Spider-Man and stuff. Uh, I would agree with everything you just said. And I love that the new Tom Holland's movies tie in with everything else that's going on. It's very satisfying. I do think he does a good job, but man, I'm a sucker for the OG. Like Spider-Man 1 and 2, I think they're already ingrained in my psyche as a kid. So I got to go with those. I like, I like those. I don't know if I like them necessarily more than this new stuff because it's still going on. Like maybe when we see this next film, I'll be like, no, I'm totally sold on the culmination of, of Spider-Man. But yeah, I don't mind Tobey Maguire's. So I'm going to go with, with those. Minus the third one for obvious yeah. reasons. But Spider-Man 2, man, come on, I tear up every time. I haven't cried yet at a Tom Holland Spider-Man. So if they could pull that off <laughs> in Far From Home or... No way home. Whatever it is. Yeah. Then we'll reconvene. Spider-Man 2 is very, very good. I feel like I watched it pretty recently and it still holds up, but it's very, I would say it's less of a Spider-Man movie and more of a Sam Raimi movie. The first one I don't think was as Sam Raimi-y, but the second one you can watch and the way the like scenes are cut and the things that he focuses on, it's very like Sam Raimi, Evil Dead cinematography stuff. And it feels very like him. So Lorelai, with limited knowledge, I guess, what has been your favorite movie that Tom Holland, like MCU Spider-Man movie? I think I like his own movies where like just the Spider-Man movies. I think they stand up on their own. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the Tom Holland Spider-Man is different from the previous ones because it's always been like a slice of the MCU. It's like his introduction mm. into the, like to, the first Tom Holland appearance as Spider-Man was in Civil War, right? Yeah. So he hadn't had his own movie yet. Correct. So I feel like his whole story and that whole Spider-Man has like exists in the context of the MCU, which makes it a little bit more fun for me, I think, just because like if you're already familiar with the MCU, then like having one more little like, like no one would go see Ant-Man right? Unless it's like, huh. unless it was part of this bigger picture, probably like it's, yeah, I don't know. No, but that's a really good point. Spider-Man's obviously different because it's Spider-Man. Everybody knows Spider-Man, but. Well, um, none of these properties were doing well until the early 2000s. Yeah. It's why the Spider-Man movies got made. It's why yeah. Spider-Man, the rights, the cinematic rights got sold to Sony Yeah, because Marvel in the late nineties was going bankrupt yeah. and had to offload these properties. Like Spider-Man went to Sony, X-Men went to Fox. And so nobody gave a shit about these characters. Man, if somebody until, had that foresight. Yeah. Into, well, now, I mean, at least they're working together now. Like, mm -hmm. we might never have gotten a Spider-Man in a Marvel movie, yeah. in a Marvel-licensed movie, you know? So, yeah, just, like, crazy how that worked out. It's really why no one cared about Iron Man until Jon Favreau came and made mm -hmm. the Iron Man movie in 2008. Same yeah. with Captain America. All of them. No one cared about any of them. So, yeah, it's still like no one would have cared about Ant-Man if, yeah. if there wasn't this universe to tie into. Yeah. You know what? You guys just made a really cool point because it's almost cooler that like the X-Men and Spider-Man weren't in the MCU because it did give those characters a chance to take the spotlight. Like the first Avengers could have just been Spider-Man and Wolverine, you know? Yeah. It would have yeah. been like a totally different universe yeah, but they didn't have access to those characters, so they had to use like less popular comic book characters, arguably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it gives them an excuse to go all spacey, wacy, timey, whiny because <laughs> they have to bring in they have to bring in all these characters. Like they got to bring in the X Men and stuff. Mm -hmm. And now we're messing with the multiverse, which gives them the perfect avenue to do so. And the Fantastic Four and all of these these licenses that they haven't had access to. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I do remember really liking the Tobey Maguire movies when I saw them. Because I think I even maybe saw them in theaters. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I was like 
12, 11 or 12. Yeah. Like we, we went to movies all the time and they're a blockbuster. I remember buster. really liking them, but like I wasn't like critically thinking about movies because I was 11. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. It really but was. They were big movies. They were a big deal. It was a great time. Late 90s, early 2000s was a fantastic time for nerdy moviegoers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and just in retrospect, what it has given us now, the Star Wars prequels, Spider-Man, and X-Men, and maybe the Fantastic Four if you want to throw that in there, but those I cannot go backwards and watch. Everything else I can. But just what it's given us now, like, we wouldn't have all this Star Wars content. Maybe we would, but I mean, it really, like, was the first rung of the ladder, right? We hadn't had Star Wars for 30 years, you know, in a movie, and Star Wars, we had Spider-Man, we had X-Men, is like if little golden stars could become my eyeballs right now, they would. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was just an amazing time. I would say I think Tom Holland has done the best. When when he was first cast, I was super excited because they had like the age right and and everything, whereas like Tobey Maguire was, I don't know, 26 or 30 or something when they cast him. And he was playing like graduating high school student. Uh, And I said live action at the beginning of the question, and I regret that because honestly, I think Jake Johnson is up there as (laughs) one of my favorite Peter Parkers. Is he the strung out guy in Spider-Verse? He's the, yeah, he's like the fat Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's awesome. He's uh, Nick from New Girl. New Girl. And I love him. And I would love to see a live action version of I would love to see a live action version of like almost any or all of the characters from Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie. But they get like a live action version of each of them, like actually have the voice actors play the part, I mm-hmm. think would be incredible. Even if it's just a little scene in um, Far Away From Home, <laughs> Can't Go Home. No Way Home. <laughs> No way home. Go big, go home. <laughs> okay, I take it back about the titles. Maybe they're a little confusing. Yeah, I can't keep track. <laughs> but um, I would love to see them. And my ideal scene would be for them to all be like comparing their Spider-Man powers and for Tobey Maguire to show his organic web shooters and for like Jake Johnson to immediately vomit <laughs> it over to the side. Because that's really gross. That's a really gross thing that they introduced. There was never a thing before that, the organic web shooters. That's really, really gross. See, when that's your, I like, I thought that's how it was supposed to be. Because that was my first exposure to Spider-Man. I thought he, like, could do that. So I guess I didn't think it was gross. It's pretty gross. Okay, cool. Well, I was like, he gains spider powers and spiders make webs. So it makes sense. I'm really... It Sticky. makes less. It's a little creepier that he wants to like develop technology that yeah, is spider like the, oriented. He's smart. Like instead he's a of smart guy. He, creep, he, he makes it himself. That's one of the coolest scenes in Homecoming when he's like making the web fluid in chemistry class and like hiding yeah. it under the lockers or whatever. Yeah, but like it seems more realistic that he would just have the power to do it. Ew! Versus... Where does it come from? Where does I it go? Know. Where does it come from? In a spider, Joey. Where does it go? It out of their butts. Well, for him, it comes out of his arms. It's really gross. <laughs> so then, how does Spider-Man become Spider-Man traditionally in the comics? Because I thought he got bit by a radioactive spider and became Spider-Man, but that is not how Tom Holland is Spider-Man, and I don't think that's how Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man either. I can't remember now. I think he. I think. I think Andrew Garfield was that they were at Oscorp and one of the spider gets mm. spiders gets loose. How does loose. Tom Holland get it? Tom Holland didn't have an origin story, but that's oh, how he I'm, just like that's start, how he became. Yeah, sp- skipped is there that. something else, Robin, that that I'm missing that points to Tom Holland not getting his powers that way? I feel like every other movie has specified it and had like a scene, spe- like a yeah. scene with yeah. that moment, and they didn't. So I assumed he just never had that moment. It was just like, I'm a nerd and I made a spider suit and I'm Spider-Man now. And I'm very strong. No, he had that moment. <laughs> he had his whole origin story, but they didn't want to play it again, right? Yeah. We had already gotten it twice, twice. <laughs> at that it's point, true. not including all the other stuff in the Japanese Spider-Man movie. So I think there's a scene where Tony Stark is like, how did how did you get powers or how did this happen to you? And And Tom Holland's like, it's a long story or something like that. But yeah, it's the same 
origin story. And they kind of make fun of that in Into the Spider-Verse, right? Where they like do redo the origin story, like with each new Spider-Man yeah. that gets introduced. Yep. It's like, I'm Peter Parker and I got bitten by a radioactive spider, but they do that like 17 times or yeah. whatever. You know, Spider-Ham was a spider that got bitten by a radioactive <laughs> pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Mulaney. I'd love, yeah, so uh, going back, John Mulaney is a live-action Spider-Ham. Yeah, I think he got Robin on board with that one. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the trailer. Unless, Royce, do you have more? Nope. I see you looking at your notes. I'm preparing. Okay, so up to speed, post, far from home, everyone knows who Spider-Man is, and they all think he killed Mysterio. And there's a little bit of Mysterio's voice in this trailer, I think, Mm -hmm. which is weird. But... It'll be interesting to get a Spider-Verse movie in live action. What I will say is I really loved Into the Spider-Verse. I think they might be doing a little bit of this because of the success of Into the Spider-Verse. It also seems really weird the way they're introducing the multiverse in this. Based on WandaVision and Loki, we've already set up this like these multiverse breaking events at this point. And now we're getting a third one where I sort of just expected Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to be like cleaning up the mess or or being in response to the mess. But they're just sort of breaking the multiverse again with can't fly home, fly away home. <laughs> no way home. Fly away home, what a good movie. <laughs> ah, what's it called? No Far way home. home. No way home. No way home. I'm putting it, yeah, let me write it down. <laughs> okay. No way home. You should um, just write it down. Actually, though, you have it right. I'm a very loud typer, and I wrote it. I think it's really interesting that they're like breaking the multiverse for a third time. Something I thought of maybe in Loki when Kang is like, "We've just passed the point of no return." Past the point of no return. It's Phantom of the Opera, which is what Kang kind of was. Anyway. Kang is like, we're past the point of no return. I don't know what's going to happen after this. And I think it's really interesting if that's sort of the culmination of all three events. Like, mm. Wanda breaking reality, Sylvie making her choice, and Peter and Doctor Strange casting that spell. And what if the, all of those combine to make that reality-breaking event? Madness. Yeah. yeah. They're so all, They're all becoming variants, and there's no time police to police mm, the time breakers. Maybe. <laughs> so... Yeah. So what did you think of the trailer, Royce? I think it's really interesting how much stuff they give away. Like, it it reminds me a lot of when they dropped the Force Awakens trailer and you're like, what's going on here? But what ended up happening was all of the stuff in the Force Awakens trailer happens in like the first 10 minutes of the movie, which has got to be the same thing here. They show you so much stuff that you're like, okay, I get what's going to happen. It can't be everything that happens, though, for Doctor Strange to be like, all right, we're going to do this spell and it breaks the universe. Uh Uh-oh. Like, that seems like that's the climax of a film, you know, or not the climax, but like right before, you know, everything goes crazy. Yeah. So that's got to be the first part of the movie or something. That's my take. But yeah, I love how chaotic it looks and that they nod to all these other Spider-Man universe things. I think it's the most comic booky thing to bring in Dr. Octopus or whatever and Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. or If they bring in stuff from all the other Spider-Man movies, I just think that's like such a cool idea. It's fun. It'll please everyone. It'll piss off everyone. It's like Uh, it works on every level. So I am excited, but I also have a lot of questions because there's just so much like what the hell is going to happen. Right. To your point, Royce, what I agree that there's like a lot in the trailer. What I think there are a lot of Mr. X. There's a lot of like time jumping around in this teaser. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that like obviously happens early, but they show late in the teaser. It, I think it's s- extremely confusing on purpose. And I think there's a particular scene at the end where they show Tom Holland as Peter Parker. And I'm not sure it's actually Tom Holland is Peter Parker. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge misdirection as well. Robin, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I thought the trailer was really good, but also when I saw Doctor Strange fucking around with time, I definitely was like, ah, that's so irresponsible. Come on. Yeah, I agree. Ah. That that was one of my notes. Like, 
didn't he learn his lesson from the Sorcerer Supreme that like, you don't mess with time. It's not a good idea. He just seems a little confident there. It just seemed like a little bit out of character for Doctor Strange. So it was also a little bit confusing. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. But it also is, was very frustrating for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's told not to cast the spell. Why would he cast the spell? I also think there's something weird going on with Doctor Strange or Spider-Man because they seem to be fighting at one point. He's a variant, dude. He's not the normal Doctor Strange. Yeah. There's a scene in the teaser where they're like fighting. And I think that might be the case where there might be like an evil Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Or it might be another misdirection because there is a great comic book run called Superior Spider-Man where Doc Ock takes over Peter Parker's body like Doc Ock is dying and he puts mm -hmm. himself in Peter Parker's body and Peter Parker goes into Doc Ock's body. And then Peter Parker in dying Doc Ock's body is like with great power comes great responsibility. And then... Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body is like, okay, I'll be good. And then it's really good. And so anyway, I wonder if that's happening in that scene. Lorelai, what did you think? I thought, I think it's, it looks good. I think the, the fact that they're like yet again, messing with the space time continuum is I mean, why me? like, it's so timey wimey <laughs> and they're doing it again, which they've done in like now several MCU right. yeah. movies in a row. But in the past, we know that Kang was there. And being like, oh, yeah, Controlling that's okay. it, can, yes. Yeah, you're now, allowed to do that. But now we're like, maybe it's not allowed, so maybe that's why yeah. stuff's getting so messed up. But that being said, I feel it's kind of like a continuation of the same themes in that way, right? Where they're like, oh, we could just make this confusing as fuck, and we don't have to explain anything that makes their jobs a lot easier. <laughs> Well, also, people were really pressuring the studios for a trailer. Yeah. And, like, actually, one of the studios tweeted with the trailer and was just like, y'all better watch this as many times as you asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It actually leaked, and that's why they released it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they just made it as confusing as yeah. possible. But, I mean, the the movie... the Oh, the movie itself. The timey-wimey stuff Got is it. super confusing and makes it easier to tell stories because you can just do whatever the fuck yeah. you want, right? Nothing matters. So, exactly. <laughs> if nothing matters, then it, like they can just do whatever they want. So it makes their jobs a little bit, I don't know, maybe it doesn't make it easier, but it's something they're doing a lot right now, which is like, you know. They're having fun. They're, they're having making fun. the movies very comic booky, which yeah. I think is what we would talk about in an episode like pre-post MCU mm -hmm. episode. But other than that, it looks fun. I like Doctor Strange. He's a fun character. I liked the like little funny interactions. Steven? <laughs> Steven? Yeah. He's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> doctor? Um, As a doctor, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. I liked that MJ is still like chill with the whole situation. Yeah. I was kind of worried that like, because the way the last movie ended, it's like they're swinging around. They're like going on a date or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like Peter Parker. He's Spider-Man. And it's kind of like, oh, well, this like fun moment for him was over, but she's like still on his side and stuff. So yeah, that's kind she's of nice. helping him. I love their love story. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. And I love Zendaya. I think she's yeah. great. So and also I think they're smart bringing back what's his face for Doc Ock because nothing sells a movie like to a millennial like just a little bit of nostalgia. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think that was a smart decision. I think he's great as Doc Ock. He looks super young. I think it's supposed to be right after he goes down in Spider-Man 2, mm. which who knows how it's going to turn out in this movie. It does look like he's going to end up being a villain, but at that point in Spider-Man 2, he had just redeemed himself. Yeah. Like he took down the solar generator, whatever it yeah. was, to save everybody. So maybe that killed Octavius but let the arms take control. Mm -hmm. And so now he's like evil. It'll be really interesting to see who the Green Goblin is because we've obviously had two. William Defoe's Green Goblin died. I can't remember what happened to the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think he died he too, but I can't remember. Yeah. Well, so what I was going to say is it would be super cool to portray Green Goblin as what's called the ultimate comics mm. version, like Marvel rebooted its universe in the early 2000s and created the ultimates. And the Green Goblin in that universe is Norman Osborn, but he like turns into a big monster. The one in Into the Spider-Verse, that's the Green Goblin. I think that would be really cool to see on screen. And they didn't show us. And it looked like in Amazing Spider-Man 2, that was sort of the direction that they would have taken 
right? Because Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn both had this like weird disease, Robin, right? That was like turning them into that creature or something. Yeah, I think so. Am I remembering that correctly? That sounds right. James Franco. Or maybe it'll be James Franco. He also died right after redeeming himself. I would prefer it if it wasn't James Franco, but what are you going to do? But it looks like there might be several villains, um, and it looks like there might be several Spider-Men. Yeah, I'm concerned there's going to be too many villains, and that I feel like that's been a problem in other Spider-Man movies and maybe yeah, other comic book movies ship. in general. Like, yep. who's going to be the bad guy? Maybe there's like, they're just there and it's chaotic, but they're not the main threat, you know? Right. Like the universe breaking is the bigger threat. Robin and I talked about this briefly when we did our Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, because traditionally, when it gets to the third superhero <laughs> movie, it's bad. And there's usually always more than one villain in it. Hmm. So Spider-Man 3, X-Men 3, Superman 3, Batman 3, twice, hmm. X-Men 3, twice, uh, Iron Man 3. Did I say that one already? Anyway, it goes on and on and on. And so, like, Spider-Man 3 had three villains in it. Like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mm-hmm. 3. And it and it was no good. Do they think they just need to, like, up their game or something? It's like, oh, well... I don't know two, if it was rushed villain, so or... We gotta, yeah. Similar with X-Men 3, like, there were just a ton of villains. Like, who's the villain? Phoenix, Magneto, like, humans. Anyway, so it gets tricky when you add this much. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier did it really well. And it was supposed to be a movie. So maybe they have like a better hold on it and we'll see. But I, I do agree that like bringing in all this extra comic booky stuff is key, right? Like you bring in all these villains, but you just tell a compelling story with all of this comic booky stuff, I think is just going to be great. And I'm hoping that we see the other Spider-Man. What I was talking about earlier is that in that scene when Doc Ock comes up and says, hello, Peter. I think that's another little jump around. Like each scene doesn't tie together. I think you can tell from the background, but Doc Ock comes on and says, hello, Peter. And it cuts to Tom Holland and he's in the outfit that Tobey Maguire is in, Mm. in the second Spider-Man movie, like the suit and tie and that kind of thing. I think that's, that's that outfit. If I'm remembering correctly, I also think I saw that on the internet after this teaser. But anyway, is like Tom Holland being put in other Spider-Man's bodies or mm. is it actually Tobey Maguire and they like the studio didn't want us to know, so it's just looks like Tom Holland. Interesting mm. stuff. I'm excited to see it. Me too. Also, it's gonna be like the first potentially our first time back in the movie yeah, theater. We'll say, see how this goes. It, uh December eighteenth or something. I think like it that. also said it was on like select premium platforms as well. So you might be able yeah. to get it on Disney Plus or something too. I will love it if it comes to home streaming. I mean, obviously, I used to love going to the movies. Things are very different now. I think a big mistake they made was only releasing Shang-Chi in theaters. Yeah. Like, I would have paid for premium access to watch that movie, but I'm not going to the movie theater. (laughs) Anyway, are there villains you'd like to see or wouldn't like to see in this movie? Since, Robin, you've seen Amazing Spider-Man, and we had... The Lizard and the Green Goblin. Who was was there another villain in Spider in the Amazing Spider Man Two? I I don't remember his name. It was Jamie Fox. Oh, Electro. Electro. Oh, yeah. so it also looks like <laughs> Electro is going to be or might be in this one. There's a lot of like zappy zappies lightning mm, stuff zappy, going zappy. on. There's some zappies. I mean, I would like to see them do a cooler version of Green Goblin. I definitely do not want Electro. If it's anything like Jamie Foxx Electro, because I thought that was such such a horrible setup for a character. And then the way he portrayed the character, I thought was really terrible. Yeah. I loved the way the character was set up, but I hated the way it was executed, like in the second half of Act 2 and 3. Like yeah. He was like this nerdy guy who worked for Oscorp, right? And then this horrible thing happens to him and he wants revenge. But like, again... A key thing would have been if someone like Peter Parker can go to a villain like that and say, hey, you don't have to be the villain. It sucks what happened to you, but we can do this together. We can use these powers for good. I think it's in Spectacular Spider-Man. Peter Parker convinces Sandman to do just that. You can be a hero. Anyway, so I didn't like the way it was executed. 
but a cooler version of Green Goblin I'm on board with. Royce, based on your Spider-Man cinematic knowledge, got anyone you want to throw in there? I hope they do a good job with the villains they do introduce and that it's not too convoluted. But I think it would be cool if they like tease Kang or Krang, whoever is it's Kang, right? It's not yeah. Krang. Kang or Craven. Like, Maybe not everyone that's a cinema fan only and not watching the Disney Plus series, maybe they won't know if they didn't see Loki. And maybe that would be like going against all of our other canon conversations. But it it might make sense to tease him in there somehow, like they did with Thanos. So Mm. maybe a little bit of Kang. What about Kodos? Any Kodos? No? Nobody? You're breaking the universe, Robin. (laughs) Uh, Didn't they also, while I'm thinking of it, wasn't Rhino also a guy? And oh, Amazing Spider-Man. At the very, very, the very end of very the second end. one. Yes. Yep, Paul, yep, Paul yep. Giamatti. I would like not I would huh. like Rhino to not be in this movie. I would love I, I would, would like love those yeah, I would love those classic Spider-Man villains to come up. Like maybe not in this movie, but in future movies. Rhino, Craven, everyone we saw in the like nineties cartoon, I think they could do a really good job with. Lorelei. I'm trying to remember which villains were in the Tobey Maguire movies. There was Green Goblin in the first one. Yeah. And, and then, then Doc Ock. Doc Ock and a one. little bit of James Franco is Green Goblin in the yeah. second one. And then in the third one, Green Goblin, Sandman, and something that they like to mm. call Venom. Ah, uh, right. I mean, we know that Doc Ock and Green Goblin are going to be in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I don't know any of the other like classic Spider-Man villains. But they'll probably try to connect it to the MCU in some way. So I don't know. I feel like Kang is the probably most obvious and like most they're really good about knowing the timeline. So like, you know, this is everyone who's like really involved in the MCU will have just watched Loki. Right. And then this is the next thing. There's no other MCU things between now and this movie. So they're going to know that for the people who watch Loki, that's fresh in the mind. They're going to want to make that connection somehow. Maybe it won't be in the real, in the actual movie. Maybe it'll be like a post, scene. Yeah, the yeah. post-credit I scene where it'll be Kang. Yeah. It'll be like involved somehow. I think we might get a glimpse of him at the beginning of the trailer when they cast the spell. There's the mm, wormhole, yeah. spacey looking stuff. Yep. And I think we might see Kang in that experience yeah. as we're going through the movie. Yep. Are there any like Doctor Strange villains? I have <laughs> absolutely no idea. You know, like we've only, we've, how many There's Doctor Dormammu, Strange? which was also a Spider-Man villain yeah. in the 90s cartoon. And there's... The wizard who goes dark at the end of the first mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange movie. I can't oh, yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Because um, the way they've set up this movie, it's not just a Spider-Man movie. It really, like, Doctor Strange seems to be, like, a very important... Oh, that was going to be one of my questions. Like, That's does a good he point. F off or is he, like, a side character in the movie, yeah. you know? It seems like he's going to be a big deal and he's going to be there for the whole thing. But like, I want him to F off. I, so (laughs) something, I like it. Something I'll dedicate one minute to time me. I love these Spider-Man movies. What I don't love is that he's like Iron Man Jr. And now Mm. Doctor Strange is going to be a big part of this one. The greatest thing about Peter Parker to me is that he always stood on his own and he always did whatever he thought was right, regardless of like the Avengers or Captain America or, or Iron Man or whoever he was. His own, Peter Parker was himself, and he put on the costume, and he saved people's lives. I don't want him to take over Stark Industries and take over, like, fill Tony Stark's shoes. Just want him to be Spider-Man. Anyway, this is my awesome, amazing Venom action figure that I (laughs) bought in Target when I was in high school. I've kept this for many years. This, I just want to see a good Venom in live action. We watched Venom. With what's his name? Tom Harding. Tom Harding. Yeah. It's it's a fun movie. I just want Venom in a Spider-Man movie. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's the villain I want to see. <laughs> yeah. And that's that. Yeah. But we're all excited. Hooray. Yeah. Hooray. It's funny because the movie really feels like it's like he's getting every superhero's wish, which is that everybody knows who they are and they don't have to like keep secrets anymore. And it turns out it's real shitty. Well, the greatest, another great thing about Peter Parker is he kept his secret. No one knew who Peter Parker, like when I was watching Spider-Man TV shows and reading Spider-Man comics, Mary Jane, sometimes maybe Aunt May knew who he was. Mm -hmm. The Avengers didn't know who he was for a super long time. When the comic book version 
of civil war came out. He unmasked in front of everybody. Tony Stark convinced him to be on Tony Stark's side, and they held a press conference, and he took off his mask, and he said, I've, I'm Peter Parker, and I've been Spider-Man since I was 14 years old, and J. Jonah Jameson, like, faints. That was in 2005. So for a very, very long time, Peter Parker kept his secret identity a secret. And I loved that because he thought it was right. And he thought that's how he protected the people closest to him. Do you know what it's all time for? It's surprise question time. It's surprise question time. Look out. It's surprise question time. I think I did it better that time. You did a great job. Did you practice? My singing voice is improving. I've been practicing in my head this whole time. I haven't listened to anything anyone has said. <laughs> okay, my surprise question is this. We're going to get Star Warsy with it. All right. Whoa. Surprise. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> what a shock. If you were all in the Star Wars universe, would you be a Jedi or would you be a Sith? Feel free to elaborate why. Royce and Lorelai both scrunched their faces. So I'm going to go to Robin first. Can I be both? Little column um, A, little column B? I think so. I think that's probably the healthiest choice. Yeah, because I don't feel like I'd be 100% good guy, but I also don't, don't think I'd be running around, you know, slicing people in half with my lightsaber. So <laughs> I think I'd be a, a little column A, little column B. Great. Good answer. Very succinct. Hey, there's going to be a part two to this next time we record. So remember your answers. Royce. Man, I feel like if it was reality, then like I would be in the Jedi Order because like I feel like it's a lot like the Boy Scouts where they like <laughs> they think they're pretty great, but like don't kind of suck. <laughs> not really as great as they think they are. I feel like 100%. I would hundred percent. I feel like I would have like been put into Jedi training if that was a thing that my parents could put me in as a child <laughs> in Star Wars. So I guess I'm going to go with that. Uh, reluctantly Jedi. <laughs> reluctantly Jedi. Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I am on a musical kick today. You sure are. Yeah. Lorelai, would you be a Jedi or a Sith? <laughs> other? Is there an other? Ca- so like, I'm so trying to other put this consists in my... Queel? I don't know what that means. <laughs> The guy who says, I have spoken from the first season of The Mandalorian. maybe. Or Porg. Maybe. They're adorable. um, Well, you could be like a chert Imway. Yeah, I'm trying to put it in like my... She's never seen Rogue One. My frame of reference, which the question you just asked is, would you be a Gryffindor or a Slytherin? And I'm a Ravenclaw. So whatever that (laughs) is in Star Wars, that's what I It's Robin's version. Or your... Wraith Silas from the New Republic, who would rather really just be with his books, yeah, I'll be that, than be out that like great. in the galaxy. But he's like a the, Jedi. Oh, but he would rather be with his books. Okay, cool. I'll be him. Okay, I'll be the nerdy Jedi. I guess I would love to say that I would be a Jedi, and I'd love to be like a temple guard. I think they got like cool outfits and like cool masks and awesome lightsabers. But, but. I am 100% absolutely terrified of death. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't think it would be that hard to turn me. Just be like, hey, you want to live forever? I'd be like, actually, that, yeah, my greatest, it's part of my greatest fear. Uh, Maybe I'd have the resolve with all my Jedi training to remain strong, but at this point in time, I'm I'm afraid. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Fear leads to the dark side. Well, that was fun. And what a high note to end on. (laughs) All right. Let us know if you would be a Jedi or a Sith or a Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the three categories. Or other, which is Hufflepuff. (laughs) I'm definitely a Hufflepuff. And also, what your favorite Spider-Man actor version is universe is we would love to hear from you on twitter or on instagram or if you're on youtube you can leave us a comment or any podcast platforms that let you leave a review we are krypton to alderaan just search it will pop up except for twitter we're just krypton alderaan can't fit the two in it's got too many a's in alderaan (laughs) you know we haven't sang the spelling in a long time should i give it a go do it you're on a kick That's (laughs) A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N. 
<laughs> yeah, I think there's an episode where like there's two A's in it. No, there's three. <laughs> three A's. So we omitted the two in our, our handle. You'll find us. Thank you for listening to the show. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been Shock T. I used that one already. And we've been <laughs> Krypton. Krypton.